0: mental fuckery part two so i'm over here trying to get some things done on my laptop for my other stream of income that i do but in the meantime um me and jason we just over here building um talking about a really strange topic but yet it's real because it stirs up some mental fuckery um just in in review and in thought of this so this for for the record i'm gonna say for the record statement literally we ran into each other literally in passing. Um I've um I've known I'm gonna see I've been with my husband since twenty thirteen. I've known Jason since twenty thirteen, and we have literally sat down at plenty of tables together over the years um as family um, going through ups, going through downs um individually, of course, in our own situations and um crazy thing is we were processing through this situation, and um we were realizing that we were realizing that we um literally cross each other in passing and um having just an open dialogue um i guess just assuming after some of the tra- tragedy and trauma that took place in um my home which kind of got me to the space of separation from my husband and i where where i am now literally we ran into each other in passing and both happened to find out that we were going through um some traumatic events in our marriages uh, with brother and sister and um you know just being in a really um awkward space about it independently you know we were able to come you know together and build you know on how to get healing how to salvage the marriage how to process the separation and um you know how to strive for reconciliation whatever you know we practically could and um You know, things have gone one direction for him. Things have gone one direction for me. But regardless of anything, like we've maintained like a completely platonic relationship. And we say that for the record because it's so many people who um, have been in our circle um, over the last couple months just in, you know, doing our entrepreneurship um endeavors you know just kind of focused on the same thing at the same time in our lives right now who have kind of just had some um you know thoughts outside of that but me and Jason was just now kind of rapping about it and we were laughing about it um in terms of you know for the record what do people think versus what should people think and um I don't know what was your thoughts, Jason. I want to bring you in because I, you know how you know me, I could talk all night and day. Yeah,
1: that's pretty clear. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, real talk though. Um, so basically, what we're talking about now, because um, I don't know if it's uh, clear, but basically, we've been, you know, seen together a couple of times by, you know some 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 friends, some mutual friends, and uh from time to time we we've heard um that the possibility that the that, that the notion or the idea that we may be having sex um, which is obviously not true um and so basically DeAndre and I were just sitting here talking about <laughs> how how it's uh you know, assume that you know two individuals who, you know, may hang hang around each other, how they are automatically assumed to be having sex, and a situation like with she and I, whereas uh, we're um, brother and sister in law, um, that wouldn't, that's not something, that's not a line that you know we're willing to cross, but. People have us crossing it and we've just been sitting here discussing, you know, the fact that, you know, people have us crossing this line and how, you know, messed up it is. So, um, yeah, we just just sitting there chopping it up. And so, D, <laughs> um, what's your thoughts? I think on, it's funny. <laughs> what's your thoughts on um, people having that idea that we slept together or sleeping together or... Sometime in the future, if we keep on um, hanging out or or whatever, that we're going to end up sleeping together. What's your thoughts on it?
0: Well, I think it's unfortunate um, that people get a stigma put on them based on either what, what people normally would do in those situations versus what's actually happening. Um, I think it kind of sucks because like I watched that happen like in your marriage for a long time. While I was in my marriage for a long time, individuals kind of get looked at a certain type of way by building like a group of allies to all have this one perspective about somebody. Group think. Yeah, group think. Group dynamics Mm -hmm. is actually what it's called. And, um, you know, it's just a little frustrating for me because I take a situation like that and I apply it in other areas of my life or other things that I see that make me feel uncomfortable or make me feel like, you know, something is just like totally unfair. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that we all um, find healing and we all find um, commonalities through being able to express ourselves. And I think that we're in a... Um, I don't know if it's... I feel like it's bigger than a season, but we're in a in a space, in an era right now where folks don't know how to express themselves anymore. They That's don't cool. have, you know, um, the people in their circle to, that they can trust, that they can relate to, to be able to share uh, what's, what's holding them back mm-hmm. or what's kind of like making them feel captivated to a certain corner in their life. You know what I'm saying? I think that... Whoever can help you get that healing, whoever can help you get that release. You know, I think that we need to Well can to... we can
1: we pause on that word release? Oh yo? my
0: gosh. I really don't want to lose my thought. But I think let's come back around to that. But I, I think that whoever I feel you, yeah, pause on the word release. Oh, you mean see and that's and that just goes to show you that's how innocent I am in this. Like right. I totally was not thinking that. But I'm using new language now because I've realized it applies to how we actually feel and relate to things based on our you know, based right. on our actual thinking and stuff. And as long as we stay with in the streams and the guidelines that we are supposed to but um but yeah you know just going back to um just whoever you can build with to you know give you healing in your life like i don't think people should like restrict themselves from that and that was a conversation that me and my mom had it's funny because i was actually talking to my mom about um you know, intimacy and just feeling like really challenged going through a different space in my life where, you know, I feel like I'm becoming more of a single woman now, you know, but I'm not completely a single woman now, Mm -hmm. you know, how do I process my intimacy life now, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and without really reflecting on what it was in the marriage, um, the good times and the bad, you Mm -hmm. know, so, um, she was telling me how, you know, hey, you know, don't, um, stop yourself from you know having fun and enjoying your life mm-hmm. you know um in so many words that's what she shared with me and um you know and of course you know we learn to from old from our elders we learn to take things from folks that make sense and so we learn to leave the things that we're not going to apply to ourselves at the door so watch and at this. least i streamline that go ahead watch
1: this 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 is part of the mental fuckery okay because you have your mother And I don't have a problem with she said it. Yeah. I actually agree with her But you have your mother who tells you You'll enjoy your life at all costs mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it means, you'll enjoy your life But as a married woman um, You know, you're called on by God To um, You know, remain pure And remain true to your husband Right? So part of the mental fuckery is Okay, how do I Remain true to God Because it's really not about your husband anymore Because mm-hmm. y'all are separated Y'all are on your way to divorce And then all that other good stuff mm-hmm. So it's really not necessarily about him It's about, okay <clears throat> As a Christian woman I want to live and uphold a life A certain kind of way But My life isn't going the way God expected And planned for it to go Right um, So So and i also have needs as a human being Mm -hmm. so and desires Mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying so what can i do to you know to 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 live my best life Mm -hmm. you know what i mean to to be happy in this life in this space and time that i'm in right now and that's just part of the mental fuckery is because you want to do right by God, but you also want to do right by yourself. You have needs for—I mean, these are needs. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a human being has needs, mm-hmm. emotional and physical needs. is not something to, to ignore. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Bible, God, the church, whatever Christians to tell you, well, you need to pray about it and pray for strength. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's what they—that's the church answer, right? Pray and ask God to fill the voids and, and blah, blah blah blah. And God will—I have a hundred percent faith in that. I mean, and that's the answer, but. Um just lean lean on god, but let's let 's not use that answer right now, you know what i mean let's just talk to to the to the people who might not be churched or who might not know that that's the answer who might not have that level of faith or you know what i mean just let's just leave it put that aside. What do you do in that situation where you have emotional and physical needs and you're tied. You're still married Technically by law And even in God's eyes You're still married To a person that you're no longer Seeing on a daily basis I guess you haven't talked to your husband In what? Three, three four months? hmm I mean verbally You haven't spoken with him In three, four months? It'll That's be, you.
0: It'll be It'll be five months In the middle of this month It'll be five months Since be five I've spoken months,
1: to him Spoken words hmm so you're not getting that mm-hmm. you know what I mean so, Right. so so what do you do
0: go <laughs> <Gulp. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> so like I know and it's like it's been really tough to be honest it's been a very 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 tough um, process for me and it's not even because oh my god I'm not you know being as intimate with my husband as I was when we were initially married compared to this point but it's also tough because, like, you start to feel like there's just different things that you need to process about yourself before you disturb yourself emotionally. And I, and I say disturb yourself emotionally because sex can be disturbing emotionally.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, you know, the reason being is um, not having it with the right people, um You know, whoever you are having it with, you know, maybe they aren't um, fulfilling your needs, maybe the way maybe you thought they would have. And then now you're in a space where you may go through guilt or shame. You know, I mean, it's just a lot of different levels, you know, somebody may do something intimately to you that could remind you of, you know, a space you were maybe when you weren't intimately comfortable, you know, it's so many different things that transpires. And that's just me giving some really raw examples, but it's so many different things that transpires um, in being, I think, in being intimate with somebody. And so um, you definitely have to be in a certain space. For yourself as an individual, especially when you're processing out of, you know, something that didn't work, something that was a part of your intimate routine. And now, you know, you're dissolving that completely and you're transitioning into, you know, maybe various routines based on who you choose to be intimate with. Maybe it's one person that you have um, an intimate relationship with, you know, maybe it's three people you have an intimate relationship with. Um, at various times over whatever course of time that you're doing that but whatever it is it can be emotionally um disruptive and so i think that um the the key thing um and and this is mental fuckery (laughs) it really is it's like it's something that because like think about it you mental fuckery we said it before in the last um segment we said okay going up going down so here you are you're in a safe space you meet someone you're dating someone you know it feels good there's connection a b c and d right Mm -hmm. and you know then the next thing you know you allow them in that intimate space and then you don't feel comfortable Let's just say Mm -hmm. or you either you don't feel comfortable, you don't feel welcomed, you all of a sudden don't feel the same warmness that you did from the outside looking in. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, We have to process these types of things. And I think, like, a lot of times, and when I was talking about earlier, like, in terms of communication, like, a lot of times we don't know how to communicate um, effectively anymore because, for one, we don't even know how to be transparent about real stuff that's happening in real life. That's facts. You know, so how can we communicate about something that we're not even um, comfortable, we're ashamed of even talking about or thinking about or trying to relate to somebody about it because... You know, I remember one time, and this is just to kind of throw this out there, but I remember one time, um, and I don't know what my husband was going through. And I'm putting this out there because it's not to say, oh my God, her husband. Because your husband's doing it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I remember one time he said to me, um, what did he say to me? He said, Man, um, I don't know, I just caught myself looking at porno all day long. Right? Yeah. And it and It made me feel a certain type of way, but the fact that he told me that and, you know, he felt uh, felt safe enough to say, damn, I wonder what my wife would think about this. I think I should tell her. I think it was one of those types of tells. Like, let me see whether or not this is something I can go deeper into or further away from with this person. So why Um, do you think he told you that? I don't know, to be honest. Um, I don't even have any assumptions as to why he told me. But um, what I do know is that in order for him to have a transparent, relatable conversation with somebody, um, he would have to be around people or, in, or come across somebody who was in that boat, who is in that predicament, who that's what they do. They watch. They may, you know, catch themselves watching porn or that. Mm. I mean in order to figure out Like okay What what Red wagon am I jumping on When I exercise these behaviors And who is in that wagon with me You know what I'm saying So you think he um, got it from somebody else I don't know if he got it from somebody else um, It's possible But I think that when we do things sometimes we feel ashamed of some of the things that we do Mm -hmm. and I think that the reason why we feel ashamed sometimes is because we don't have people to talk to and I say that to relate back to you and I and how we got into this whole like oh my god you're getting divorced oh my god I'm getting divorced oh my god yo we gotta get together yo we gotta talk more we gotta figure out you know what I'm saying how to maybe get to the 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 point or um the space of reverse in our situations right, right. so i 'm um, saying that if you don 't have somebody that you can speak to that's relate that can relate to you right then it becomes very difficult when you're in certain spaces because you can feel trapped like damn yo i'm i gotta be the only one you know what i'm saying going through a divorce from these motherfuckers and like yo don't nobody want to hear that shit my my lawn sisters that's getting ready to get married they don't want to hear that shit yeah, you know what i'm saying my peoples who are happily married for five years ten years 20 years they're not trying to hear that shit you know what i'm saying my homeboys that i've had that i've been tight with all my life that you know what i'm saying like they're trying to probably get into the next chick's pants mm-hmm. right now, and I'm over here crying about you know what I'm saying this old nigga, mm-hmm. and I say this old nigga because we've been going through some the same old shit, so it's like some old shit, and he's acting like some old nigga right now. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say exactly what I said, and you know it's like to have people that are relatable um, in conversation about what it is that you're going through. I think you you are lucky. Right. To have that, you know what I'm saying. So
1: basically, you just got back to it. You explain why we have come together, um, and and really submitted a uh, a good friendship, better than what we had when we were actually <laughs> brother and sister in law. We, I mean, you know, technically we yeah. still are, but you know, better than what we were when mm-hmm. when 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 our families was together. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so so yeah. So I you know. Thanks for bringing that right back around. Um, so for the listeners, that's why. It's, it's, you know, we, we have become good friends better than in the past because we're both going through the same thing. We're both going through a divorce, and our spouses just happen to be brother and sister. So um, and many of the problems that I'm having with my wife, she's also having with her husband. And it's just, you know, it's family issues and and things of that nature. But getting back to the point of the sex, though, the sex between you and I, which we're not having, but, you know, how people go ahead and make that assumption that we're having sex um, or that we are going to eventually have sex. um, Why do you say that that's not going
0: to apply to us? Why do I feel like that? Yes. I feel like it's not going to apply to us because for one, like, I feel like there's certain morals and values that I feel like I was raised on. And one of them is to, you know, respect, um, boundaries and, you know respect people as much as you can like regardless of how they hurt you and regardless of the things that they do to you and you know i still feel like you know the connection is just way too deep in too many ways um to cross certain lines and begin to potentially disrespect um other people um, even if you know they aren't people that i'm the biggest fan of you know it still was in a certain space at a certain time and You know, some things you just put a mutual respect on, you know, Mm -hmm. even if um, they don't deserve it, you know, because it's a part of just being the bigger and better person, you Mm -hmm. know, and um, knowing that how many billion people is it in the world? That's a lot. (laughs) lot. lot. Knowing that there's so many billion people in the world that, you know, um, you don't have to, like, cross the lines with, you know, people that could really um make an impact or hurt a lot of different people so you know i'm very like conscious of that and um also you know like even though like me and my husband are going through this separation soon to be divorced like i still love my husband i probably would jab the fuck out of him and um even though he did try to jab the fuck out of me literally Mm -hmm. but (laughs) you know it's still about being the bigger person um and I, and I say jab, I'll use that term jab just slightly loosely in some of the previous terms and messages that I just delivered. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just a part of just being, um, you have to... Set expert expectalend- expect expect boundaries, expect boundaries. <laughs> you have to set expectations and boundaries uh, for yourself in terms of how you do things, how you conduct yourself. You know, and you have to have self control. You know what I'm saying? And like at the end of the day, certain things is just you know not worth it because like I already know there's certain things that you know I want. You know, in this next go round, just like you know, certain things that you want. And this next go round, and like I'm not going to like try and make anybody fit into that situation to be spiteful or, you know, just to carry things out any type of way that I want to because I feel like, you know, somebody um, would do that to me or somebody would in mind, you know, putting me um, or my feelings at risk um, to do the same thing. I'm not going to do that. So, answer a question.
1: so do you think that um, we should be careful? I mean, but there, there, there's a reason, and I'm just playing devil advocate, devil's advocate. People, I, I'm speaking for for the people out there who, who thinks that we are doing something, <laughs> oh, I got and you. it thinks that you know we will end up doing something if we haven't already. Blah blah blah. I'm just I'm just speaking for those people. Um, Is do do you think that we need to be careful?
0: hadn't really thought about it that way to be exact with you but um with the way that you're positioning it currently I mean um I don't see why not uh why not or what's the purpose um of not being mindful of the cautiousness um that you should have with anybody going through a sensitive situation like you and I are both going through mm-hmm. um so, yeah, that's that's my feedback on that. Um, don't really want to do a deep dive in it like that, because, I mean, like I said, it's not something that's really on the forefront of my mind. Like, oh, maybe I should tiptoe, you know, um, over, you know, to hang out with my brother-in-law so that we can sit down and, you know, talk about. Um, this podcast and, you know, this t-shirt line and different things that we're doing to, you know, just kind of help, you know, create positive habits and hobbies outside of, you know, being in misery, being in mental, um, um dysfunction you know being at a low and being in a space where you can feel shame and you can feel like you know what why me why do i have to go through divorce why do i have to think about whether or not my husband is with the next woman or not or whatever the situation might be that we have to process um now it's like you don't really have to process it alone because you are going to be processing it. Even once you actually get the divorce, my gut tells me that you're still going to have to process it. Just Absolutely. like it's like, you know, your mother your, or, or loved one is sick and you're processing them, you know, processing it through the illness. And then they go into the hospital you're processing, you know, the hospitalization and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. And then after they're gone, you're still processing the life they had. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with divorce. That's why I always say, what do I say? Divorce is death. hospice. Divorce is
1: hospice.
0: Divorce is death. Divorce is hospice. It's all of that because right. it's so many different processes that you have to go through and you're gonna have your really good friend who's still married mm-hmm. who's gonna be like yeah bro but you know that da, 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 da. and you're gonna have you know your your family members who have seen your relationship evolve and dissolve say yeah bro boom 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 and then you're gonna have you know the priest in the the church, you know, talking about marriage being on this level and boom, 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 boom. And that's all mental fuckery. Then it's all mental fuckery. It's all mental fuckery. And then you're going to have your children and just like I'm going to have my stepson who I'm going to have to look in the face at some point in time. Mm -hmm. And it's all going to be a big fucking process Mm -hmm. is what it is, what it boils down to. And so fuck what people think, you know. Um, If they're not willing to, you know, sponsor... Their time, their energy to help mm-hmm. you process it effectively and relatably. Because mm-hmm. keyword is relatably. Right. You know, everybody's trying to give someone a pat on the back about some shit they've never been through before. Right. <laughs> Me seriously right. like miss did you ever live in your damn car right. like you know what I'm saying and let's be clear I've never had to live in my car but I'm just saying I know a lot of people who have gone through that who have mm-hmm. spoken stories especially Eric Thomas he talks about it all the time living out of his car and um, T- Tyler Perry he mm-hmm. talks about it all the time living out of his car relatable they have relatable experiences right. everybody can't relate to that right. that's the thing like a lot of people aren't healed and a lot of people are still hurting because they're still ashamed to talk to people who can't relate to them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who's in their lives every single day right think about the kids that grow up being gay for for years because they couldn't talk to their parents have a relatable conversation with them about their sexuality right you know what i mean and so what did they do right they missed out on 10 years 15 years 20 years some people don't come out till they damn near 30 something right you feel what I'm saying? Right. So I say all that because I'm an advocate of getting your healing however best sees and however best sees fit as long as you're being respectable and you're being transparent right. and real. Right.
1: So as we wrap up, man, the, the bottom line is we're not having sex.
0: <laughs> no, we're not. And we're, we're not, not, not
1: going to have sex. We sex.
0: haven't kissed or anything. Like nothing weird, nothing N- funny, none N- of that shit. Nothing like, like at
1: all. We're actually, we're actually together talking about doing things like this the podcast doing things like trying to pull together a t-shirt line um to you know sell t-shirts for people like you know in our situation going through a divorce so we're actually we're doing a lot of healing and we're trying to heal other people trying to let other people win on what we're going through and maybe help other other folks so sex is the last thing um that's on our minds
0: and right. I've motivated you, hold that thought, and I've motivated you to talk to some um, positive, um, professional, um, entrepreneurial-spirited mm-hmm. um, folks of the opposite sex mm-hmm. to have... Um, Mature and intriguing conversations to, you know, help get your mind exercising, you know, having um, more conversations, you know, mm-hmm. understanding people more from an intellectual perspective and, you know, being able to build that out, you know, and see, you know, where people, you know, may lie for you in the future. I've motivated you to death, do that, you did. know what I mean? As no, I you have that. me, as you have I me. That. So we're definitely not having sex as another. Um, <laughs> constant reminder (laughs) that
1: is not happening so i think that's uh i think that's it for now
0: that's it for now yeah all right y'all thanks (laughs) for listening to mental fuckery segment part two There, well actually no the first one was um new divorce date oh okay and then the last one was mental fuckery like the explanation of it and then this one is like a deeper dive into now we're over here at mental fuckery like damn why do people keep feeling like this well i guess we do have to kind of assess what we're doing and how we're doing it but we just figured we have like a completely transparent conversation about it for the record (laughs) and for the sake of this podcast um but we love y'all we thank y'all for listening we out peace Oh,